Welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and we are so blessed to have you with us today in the house. And that's what this place is, the household of faith. That's who we are. And we want you to know that as you watch this broadcast today, there is a place for you in the house of faith. We're going to get into something really special today. For the last several months, really, we've been inviting you to come with us into Family Night, which is something we do about once a month here at Pearson's Ministries International Legacy Studios. We invite some of our friends and partners from the area just to come into the house with us and worship the Lord and get into the Word. And uh, recently, the Lord put some things on Sarah's heart concerning the life of Daniel. What a life Daniel is. What a life he lived. There are so many things, lessons to be learned from his life, truths to be pulled. And the Lord really began to unfold some things to Sarah concerning the life of Daniel. And she just unloaded on us here in family night. And it was powerful. This place was packed. I'm telling you, it was the best one we've ever had. And the anointing on her and on the word was so rich and so strong. And that's why we want to bring this to you starting this week on Legacy Television. She's going to get into the life of Daniel specifically today concerning the excellent spirit that was found in him. This is what you want to be found in you. I know it's what I want to be found in me. So let's go right now to family night. Let's get into the word with Sarah as she talks about lessons from the life of Daniel. Matthew 5, 6 tells us, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Isn't it cool to see all the things that Daniel got to see into? Not only if you keep reading on in the whole book, but he sees like major prophecies of the end times that we haven't even seen yet. I mean, he's, he, God gives him visions and, and major depths of revelation. It's awesome. But you know why he got it? He valued it. That's how you get the good things of God, the secret things, the deep things, is when you want it. When you long for it, when you want him, you want his things. You're not complacent, but you go after him. You go after his secrets. You go after the deep things. And I love how God gave him firsthand information on the hidden things because an excellent spirit was within him. And, you know, didn't David, he, I mean, David, this is not David, Daniel. Didn't Daniel get to see so many miracles. I mean, if you think about it, really look at his life. He was thrown in a lion's den and was not devoured, and an angel appeared. So he's seeing, he sees angels. He saw Gabriel later on. He saw visions. Uh, he, he was called in to interpret what a, the magical hand that appeared in the air and wrote something on the wall for the king. Daniel was called in to, to explain this all. He got to see the miraculous. He, you know, it's cool too. I didn't even think about this till this week. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were his buddy, best buddies. They got thrown into the fire. And here's what amazes me. Don't you think Daniel was there? I think he was there and I think he saw it. And if he wasn't there, okay, I'm not saying I saw this in scripture, okay, so bear with me. But my, I think it'd be really cool if, if his best friends are dealing with that. And I don't know why he wasn't thrown in too. We, we can't quite figure that out. Maybe he was just at such a high status at that point that he wasn't considered, you know, wasn't, what, didn't have to bow down like the other people. But hey, he probably watched that. And you know what that means to me? He saw Jesus 
in the fire. He got to see with his own eyes uh, the Son of God before his time. I mean, he got to see miracles. Isn't that amazing to me? So an excellent spirit, man, it gets to get in on the miraculous. It gets to see the awesome things of God. So another scripture, if you look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 11, it tells you more qualities of an excellent spirit. This is another time. Well, I mentioned it a while ago when the the finger and the hand appeared on the wall when Nebuchadnezzar's son was king and he was acting evil um, using the elements of the God's God's um, precious things. He was they were drinking out of them and partying things that you shouldn't do and just totally displeasing God. Has no honor for the things of God for the Lord's things. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the. The hand writes on the wall to come to give, you know, tell him prophetically what's going to happen to him and his kingdom. It's all not good. They bring Daniel in, and Daniel's going to explain it. But if you look at um, verse 10, um, well, the queen, his wife says, don't worry about it. We know a guy that can help you. Verse 11, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. So an excellent spirit is, an excellent spirit is full of God's Holy Spirit. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, made him the chief of the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel. Okay? So here's what we see. More qualities of an excellent spirit. Knowledge, that's practical know-how. You know how to do something. (laughs) It's really great. You have an excellent spirit. Wisdom, understanding, how to use that knowledge and that wisdom. Spiritual insight and revelation. uh, Able to, you know what it says, um, explaining enigmas, solving riddles. Hey, he's a problem solver. Just goes and solves problems. That's a big part of having an excellent spirit. Able to explain things clearly. This is a good one. I like this one. Okay, so let's look here at verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 3. And I think this is awesome. I got some good revelation out of this. It tells us again that he has an excellent spirit. This is a new king. So isn't Daniel's just getting to stay around for several kings in a row. That shows you that, he, that God put him in this place. God promoted him. Even when others come and go, God will take care of us, won't he? Amen. So verse 3 says, then, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. I think it's interesting they say that Daniel distinguished himself. What does that mean to you? What it means to me is your spirit, your excellence is your responsibility. My excellence is my responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility. And I can't blame anybody else if something doesn't get done or I don't look excellent. It's my responsibility. Everybody has their own responsibility um, with this. And in verse 4, it says, So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. 
nor was there any error or fault found in him. So an excellent spirit, let's just say faithfulness, is the quality of an excellent spirit. They also could find nothing to charge him with. No fault in him. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, Avoid the appearance of evil. The Jubilee Bible says, Separate yourselves from all appearance of evil. What is this again? We're back to the beginning. Purposing in your heart. What is it? Pur- purpose to be set apart. That's what we're saying. This, is, this all comes back together. So then we get to, what are the results of an excellent spirit? Well, in Daniel 1.15, I'm just going to read these to you. You don't have to turn there, but you can look on the screen if they put them up for you. One of the first results is good health. And if you think about Daniel, do you remember what he did? He turned down some of the, that food that they were offering to him, some things that he knew that weren't pleasing to God. And what happened? Even though he probably should have shrunk, and he probably should have withered away a little bit by not eating hardly anything. It says in verse 15, 115, at the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier, fatter, and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. Well, God took care of him. So these are the results of an excellent spirit. Second of all, prosperity. That was a prosperity was, uh, it's not like he made that happen. He worked hard and he stepped into his calling and the prosperity followed. There's always provision to go along with the plan. Always. And when you step into your high calling, provision follows. When you do what God's telling you to do, go where God tells you to go, he will make sure you are taken care of. Daniel 6.28 says, So Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. He was also given many gifts, clothes and jewelry, blessed with material things. Oh, I think this is funny too. You know, after he interpreted the guy's hand on the wall, maybe the finger of God or whatever, he, um, the, the king, he brought him in and he gave him a purple, new purple outfit. That's really cool. Uh, he gave him a new purple outfit. And guess what else he gave him? A chain. Daniel wore a chain, y'all. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, here, Daniel wore a chain and Daniel's got skills, right? Okay. So, <laughs> Laura's cracking up back here. Okay. So, um, I thought it was really neat, too. If you look at that, um, you don't have to turn here, but I wrote in my Bible this a long time ago, and I just saw it again when I looked down. Promotion, provision, and power were granted to him after answering his call. That's when it came. You know, isn't this true? The Bible tells us, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not seek how you can make money or make things work, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. I honestly think prosperity is a lot more simple than trying so hard to just believe for stuff all the time. I feel like that if you'll just do and enjoy what God's called you to do, that things begin to come into your life. If God tells you to set your heart on something and trust him for it, yeah, I believe that. But you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit, it's really practical how God lays it out in the word of God. It's easy. It's not a struggle. It's not striving for anything. Um, the, the fourth thing is protection. 
Um, and you know, this, when Daniel got thrown in the lion's den, this is one of our favorite Bible stories, right, as a kid. But if you think about, this really happened, y'all. <laughs> I mean, really, for real, it happened. And um, uh, Daniel 6, through 23 tells what happened after they threw him in the lion's den. And um, I like to read this because I think it's so good. And I love every word. Verse 22, chapter 6, it says, My God, uh, well, let's just say the king came in to check on Daniel. And Daniel told him, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Verse 23, Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. Protection is a fruit or result of an excellent spirit. You can't help these things from coming on you. Good health, prosperity, promotion, protection. These are the fruit and the results of an excellent spirit. So we saw here that the qualities of an excellent spirit, I'm going to go through them one more time for you. If you want to write them down, you can. If not, I'll send you my notes. Email me, okay? I'm not going to give my email out out right now, but uh, anybody in here, you can have it. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see here. A heart set apart. These are qualities. A heart, <laughs> a heart set apart values the secret things of God, the deep and secret things. Hungry for revelation. Humble. He gives God all the glory. Full of knowledge. Practically knows how to do stuff. Full of wisdom. Full of light. Understanding, a problem solver, able to explain things clearly, faithful, filled with God's Holy Spirit, discerning and able to interpret situations. Here are the results of an excellent spirit. Good health, prosperity, promotion, and protection. You may hear all this and think, oh, that's awesome. But how do I develop an excellent spirit? How? How do I do this? I think it's really clear, and I love this because God showed me exactly, and it's so easy. Are you ready? Okay, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. So this is the beginning of the story of Daniel in the lion's den. How much time do I have? Am I doing okay on time? Good, okay. Wow, thank you, Lord. Chapter 10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home. Now this is just a little backstory. This is when they've come to him and tell, told him, you can't pray to your God. You can only talk to the king or acknowledge the king. You can't pray to him. They're trying to find a way to get rid of him. They're just jealous of him, basically, because he's been promoted in the kingdom. And they, say, they said to him, you can't go pray. You can't do that anymore. But you know what he does? He refuses to compromise. Verse 10, um, and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. This is how you develop an excellent spirit, seeking God. And it's as simple as that. And there's two ways that he did that. He prayed. So what I, what I wrote down is develop 
a diligent prayer life. And second of all, he had a custom of giving thanks. Develop a custom of continual thanksgiving. Hebrews 13, 15 says this. I think this is so cool how it works out. Therefore, let us continually. What is that? That's constantly, that's a custom, that's what we develop in our life. Offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Simply put, get serious about your seeking. Everything else goes with this. Think about when Daniel was taken out of the lion's den without being hurt. It said right there what we just read, that no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. How did he believe in his, why did he believe in his God? How did he believe in his God? Why did he even have faith for that? How did he have faith for that? Not just because he said, I have faith for this or tried to muster up some faith to get himself out of that situation. No, he had developed a lifetime of continually seeking God, of a custom of prayer and thanksgiving. This was his, this is what he did every day, three times a day. He sought his God. He prayed to his God. He praised his God. He thanked his God. This was his seeking. This is how important it is. Where did that faith come from? It came from a diligent life of prayer and a diligent life of thanksgiving. This is why praise and prayer are so important. Seeking is the breeding ground for faith. Faith only flows out of fellowship with God. And I think sometimes we spend so much time trying to have faith because we think it'll please God and trying to, to make faith work and trying to, in all we can, to have faith. But how do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How will you ever have faith unless you've heard the word of God? How will you ever hear the word of God unless you stop to seek him? And so... Of course, the Lord takes me back to this scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How important is diligence to your faith? Every bit important. Pleasing God starts with seeking God. That's where it starts. You say, well, I thought faith does. Well, you can't have faith without seeking God. That's what it says in the scripture. Faith begins with seeking God. Doesn't it? I think this is so cool. Well, I'll say this. I think the secret to his success was in his seeking. And of all the skills that Daniel developed, and he had. Think about all his skills. All these, the, he spoke eloquently before the king. He interpreted dreams. He, um, he led, uh, he reigned. He, he led like all these, he was the governor over so many provinces. All these 
times he had to make decisions and wisdom and all this, out of all the skills that he had and developed, I believe there was one that was more important than them all. And it is the skill of seeking. Seeking is a skill. And seeking pleases God. I know some of the times where I've told us, telling Lauren this while she was doing my makeup, some of the times where I've experienced the Lord the most is just, yeah, I love going to hear the word, and I do all the time. I need the word, and I need to hear it from other people. But I love sitting on sitting down with my Bible and, you know, diving into the book of Daniel or the book of Esther or, you know, all these books that I love. I told you I was obsessed with the Bible, but sitting there and just meditating on the word for so long, being in awe of God's presence, um, you know, singing to the Lord. But, you know, I get my high from just studying the word and getting revelation. I mean, I just could sit there all day. But for hours, like my kids are in school this week, and I just get to sit there and love, love, seek the Lord. And I notice that I, at those moments, I sense the pleasure of God more than any other time. And I, I know it's because he's pleased with my seeking. You know, faith is not about when you get and obtain the promise. Faith happens even while you're still seeking and you haven't seen it yet. That's the cool thing is God's pleased with you before you even get the thing or before you even receive your healing fully manifested. He's pleased in the beginning of the thing. He's pleased in the seeking. And what an awesome God. I was telling Lauren that, you know, the, the days that I get to just sit on the couch and just spend time in his presence and just worship him and just study the word. I notice at night when I go upstairs to pray with my kids and we begin to to just thank the Lord for the day, or we just begin to speak over things and situations and pray, I notice a spirit of prayer come on me for those times, almost differently than on the other days when I haven't had time to just sit and seek him. And it's like the pleasure of the Lord comes into our life and into our room. I know he's pleased with us when we don't have time all day, or if we, if there's things, he's still so amazing, so merciful, but I'm just telling you, I sense him and I sense his pleasure in the seeking. And so of all the skills that we can develop in life, I just want to encourage you guys, develop the skill of seeking him and, and purpose in your heart to set yourself apart for his call, for his work, and watch all these amazing things follow. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.